This is episode 15, which is, we've done well, it's it's a birthday. It is, it's sort of an anniversary, isn't it? Is my light on? Yes, your light on. I keep fucking around with it, the, the levels on this and everything, and I, I talk, I'm going to turn the levels. Stop being all technical on us. Man, I have to look at it, because fucking last week's podcast was all quiet at the beginning, because <laughs> I fucking had the microphone turned yeah. down. I think this might be a bit too loud, to be honest. That's how it goes then. Uh, we've had some questions we could answer them just to warm up because we ain't warmed up we've all just come in eh, we're yeah. all sitting down yeah, having just, a cup of tea just chilled out a bit dogs are moaning uh, so we'll do some questions before we get on to the nitty gritty of the matches ok and then um, in terms of questions let's see where we start our mate Neil's asked about we don't want to know what Neil's asking um What's he want? What do they all want? Uh, um, I might Welsh, Welsh Justin's asking about the atmosphere at Molyneux and do we think it dips when we're favourites to win a game? Here, pal. Ah, so that, that is an excellent point. I think I think there's there's a bit of mileage in that because I think the some of the games, if, if you go back to last season, some of the games, there was a bit of an expectancy we were going to t- roll teams over and I, I think a bit of the, the atmosphere lacked, so I think it's a good point. I also think there's there's no better. Somebody else told me this ages ago. There is no better crowd than or section of supporters than the South Bank when we've got our backs to the wall and we're up against it. Yeah. We do get behind the team much better than any other section of home support you'll see anywhere else. Yeah. Um, the tendency is for. I know there's been times when there's been moans from the South Bank, but I think they've been justified because they've been at they've been at the board or whatever back in the day when we when we've had less than good backing from the owners. I think that's been a lot of the trouble. I think there was there was, there was some disgruntlement with Mick, um, some some justified and some unjustified. Should we say? I think a lot of people couldn't couldn't sort of roll the punches with Mick. And, and he didn't help himself either by, by chemistry. He's, he's not a social animal, we call it. Exactly. Anyway. But at the end of the day, if we want to turn it down, I mean, you, you, take the, you take the Leicester game, for example. Um, you know, there's, there's no better crowd when we've got our backs to the wall than the South Bank. And we want to turn it down, get beyond the team and try and get, try and get a result out of it. Uh, so, yeah. I think I think that's a valid point. I think that now the the expectancy levels of the team are rising, the support's got to rise with it. Yeah, yeah. And that, that sometimes is a difficult thing you to bring that in. Last season, you know, that is it, it is a difficult thing to bring in because when you're sitting there and you're just thinking, oh, this is great to watch, and yet you, you, you sometimes forget in that you've got to sing, and, and you've got to encourage. You sometimes, you know. It, the songs don't trip out of your mouth as easy as when you can see the team under pressure. You start, you know, when you start getting behind the team, he's often, he's often when you got your back to the wall. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very valid point. Good one. I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I haven't got anything to say about it at the minute. 
but uh, because I'm still formulated, but nearly Patrick. <laughs> nearly Patrick. It's his new nickname. We'll explain Amongst that Amongst several others that <laughs> you've um, given me my point of view, haven't you? Yeah, Some yeah. very uncommon ones, Mr. Horace. Well, we all know what fucking Horace is. Med Fuck Horace. Yeah. Fairly spot on what you're saying in respect to last season, because I think expectations rose drastically. Um, because of the standard of football we were playing and what we were actually doing. For a lot of people, it was like, it was a bit of amazement because you'd see it and you just, because you hadn't seen that type of football on a sustained basis at Molyneux for decades. People hadn't. I mean, people that had been going years and years and years were saying this is the best style and brand of football that we've seen at Molyneux. Undoubtedly. Big, dog, big Dog's granddad's in his 90s, still a season ticket holder. And he said it's as good as you've seen down there. But it's like week after week after week. So, yeah, um, I totally can get that about the atmosphere dipping. Whether or not when we favourite it dips a bit more, is that going to be an issue in the Premier League? I mean, because it's our first season back, I think it's been on point. I think Southampton was a bit subdued at times. But they said it was the best atmosphere they've experienced. The Southampton fans was tweeting afterwards. But I think having gone to Old Trafford... Palace, Leicester, and where was the other one? West, we went? Ham. West Ham. West Ham. I've been gone, like, done the four away games in the Premier League. Shit atmosphere's everywhere. We take the party, we take the noise. That's what we're doing. We are normal fucking football supporters, we are. <laughs> is, yeah. is that just the three of us around the table? <laughs> that's, that's everybody that's in that fucking stand. I mean, there's a few normal people at Molly, don't get me wrong. There is. But for the vast majority of fucking lunatics, right? That Saturday or that day at the match is our day where we're going to go off our fucking heads. It's the release, Because you've been told what to do all week by all these fucking people. Do that, pick that up, take that there, go to that job, do this. Then you get home and your missus is going, well, don't forget, you've got to pick the kids up and you've got to take them to Bally Lessons and you've got to fucking do this, you've got to fucking do that. And it fills your head. <laughs> Saturday is the day where you fucking... You let it all out. Psychological debugging and it all. It, 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 it gets it all out of system in a lot of respects. That's why there's so many fucking punch ups there. Just, <laughs> just punch somebody in the face. Just uh, get it all out but of system. That's illegal now, Michael. I know it is, but fuck me. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I agree there. I ain't talking about it. Not yet, anyway. We'll, we'll talk about that. That might be another book. That, that could be another book. It's, it's another valid point, though, about the, the Premier Because you, you mentioned the four away games. Our support's been absolutely brilliant. Every every game, it, it was fantastic Saturday at the Palace. The every each one of the away games has been disappointment in terms of as you're walking up to the ground, you get you've got you've had no sense of atmosphere. That goes for that goes for Leicester, goes for West Ham, goes for Man United, goes for Palace Saturday. Yeah. Total lack of atmosphere. I mean, like. And I think this is a premiership thing, and I think it's us to re-educate the premiership about what football's all about. Not Agreed. only have we got the right manager and the right team and the right style of playing, our support is also coming through. Yeah. There's, there's, there's been a lot of coverage of our support, actually, which is quite interesting. Um, and I, I think there was quite a lot of comments from the Palace fans because they, they were moaning about the, the, this lack of their singing section, which is a lot of bollocks thing. <laughs> but there was a lot of comments... Um, from their fans saying, "Well, Wolves actually showed us what you're supposed to do," uh, and, and I, I think it, it is up to us to re-educate the rest of the Premiership about what it, what it's all about. Yeah. Because uh, 
Going, again, going back to last season, if you, say you you went, I don't know, okay, where you, you, say you went to Millwall, say you went to Forest, uh, Derby, going to those grounds, the atmosphere still that you still got that sense of an atmosphere you going to an occasion. Yeah. As I say, so far West Ham, Man United, you fucking failed. You failed fucking miserably in terms of what our national sport is all about. Uh, and these the, these clubs need to have a good think about where they're fucking going. A serious thing. I mean, Pearly's right what he's saying because like walking up to all them grounds that we've been to this season, the atmosphere has been as flat as a witch's tit, and it like in terms of no vibe, no spark or anything. Some of them, if uh, some of these grounds that I've been to uh, last year and this year especially were grounds that I haven't been to for years and fucking years. Now I remember going to West Ham. And being intimidated by the, all the fucking lunatics in there. They were hanging off the fucking shit. They were hanging off the fences. They were trying to get at you. They were singing for their team. It was loud. It hurt your ears. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday as well. I, was, I mean, they were having a little go, but they were quiet as fuck. You're right. There's a lot of... Ian's right. There's a lot of people talking about uh, our support. But our support's always been like that. Then we got relegated to League One, man. Yeah. We were fucking selling places at. <laughs> yeah. First match at Preston, wasn't it? Like 5,000 up there. Match straight away. Yeah. But what is that? What, what makes us fucking different to, to any other club? There's, a, there's, a, there's loads of things that make us different. I, I might expand on some of, some of it later on when we... When we talk about we can do it now. Fucking hell, this is a two-hour podcast. Well, yeah, okay. Alison is doing a marathon. Yeah, good luck, Alison. Keep going, Bab. Because I hope you're listening. Keep that thought in your mind. I hope you're listening to this, Alison. Fucking keep lifting them feet up, Bab. Right, Ian. Yeah, we we talked a lot on Saturday about bullying, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, when we were when we were going down to Palace and when we were recording back, we we talked a, a lot about bullying. Yeah. And the reverence we've got for that guy is, is something that ain't matched any, you know, anywhere else. And and, and this, this is where we are different, and this is what the, this is where the fans appreciate it. Kenny Abitadis do the other week. He got emotional not when he was talking about his playing career, but when he was talking about what's happening at Molyneux now, because it's for the fans, yeah. and you could tell how much the fans meant to Kenny Abit, and. The, and it's it's like the, a lot of the old players are still still associated with the club. I know I know other clubs have, have got it to an to an extent that that they'll always so some of the other the older players look to the club. But it did make me think a bit on Saturday when we when we were talking about bullying, is about some of these players we've got now, and like I, I was actually talking to John Richards about this some some time back about how good it was that we had these occasions and the, the old players coming back and that. And we, we said, like, will we see it with any of this current team? You know, we, we, we saw it with the bully years, but would we see it with any of this current team? And the, the thing we, we both said at the time, well, it's highly unlikely, is it? Isn't it? But you just get this feeling now that the likes of Nevis, the likes of Patricio, they seem to have this bond with the club, mm. and you, you just think it's we have got something special building again. Uh, and I'd like to think that you know, in God knows how many years' time, these guys will come back and say hello to us, yeah. and, and still be part, still be part of what's going on. I really think that, that and, and this is what makes Wolves so special above 
every other fucking club you want to mention. You know, none of them ever had a fucking bully. I don't care whether, you know, Man United can go on about Bobby Charlton and all that, and, and, and all, the, all these players, are, all, all, all they want. But no other fucking club has ever had a fucking Steve Bull. And, 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 and it's that reverence that we had for him that, that, that came back with, with, his, with his performances on the pitch. And, and, and it's, a, it's like this now with his team, with, with Nuno as the gaffer. There's, there's something really fucking special there. And yeah. I love every fucking second of it. But, really do. But now, going back to the, the, the original question about atmospheres, uh, even though something special is, is going on at the club, we play some fucking beautiful football, do, do you think we'll reach a stage where we have got that fucking that reverence because we ain't won nothing yet we're doing well I mean we got promoted but so we won the championship with 99 points that's a trophy and yeah but it, it, it fucking shit that you want to put in your trophy cabinet that's what I'm saying no yeah I, I'm not denigrating what the club have done so far but it, it, it's been magical it's been fucking amazing but it's like have we bled yet you know, like we did when, when Bully arrived. We were, we were fucking bleeding and half dying in the fucking good sack when he turned up and he dragged us out of there. Now, are we going to reach that stage where it's fucking death or glory? Yeah, I'll, I'll get that point. But the thing with um, Bully, though, he, he was our totem on the field, wasn't he? He was the figurehead that everybody, he just galvan his performances and his goals galvanised everybody at that time. Mm. And, I mean, it was. The Gallagher brothers, Dick Omden and Jack Harris, when it, they saved us off the pitch. We, the, nobody else did. It was them that did it. Yeah. That They still took the money for Bully and Tom out to come over. And from that moment on, up until Sir Jack Borters, you know, it was like stratospheric in terms of where we were like on the decline under the Barties and whatever and where we got to under Bully. Bully was the figurehead for it and we'll always love him. We'll look, we'll look. Palace that sat there singing. 20, he ain't played for us for fucking 20 years. It actually is. 98? Yeah. 20 years. His last goal was 20 years ago. 20 years ago against Berry, wasn't yeah, it? The other week? A couple of weeks back? Yeah. Only a week back, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, in certain well, moments. 20 years since yeah, he last scored yeah, for us. Yeah. yeah. I half expected to fucking run on the pitch when I'm waiting for the players <laughs> to come out. I'm still doing it. I'm still, there, I'm still stuck in 1989. There aren't many clubs like sing about players two decades after they mm. finished playing. No. They're, they're, and, and Pell is absolutely 100% right about that. that that affinity that we had with him that's in your DNA that's like part of you, who you are what you've seen where you've been and everything now it's a different era so blood and glory I, I think the glory is going to come I think the blood will be in, because it's a different game now isn't it it's a different environment where we are we're in the Premier League now not in the fourth division no but the fight's still the same to an extent. Mm. It's still us against the fucking world, and that's what we—that's the when we're at our best, as Paley said. So I think the hardcore fans, the ones that have been going for years and years and years, are never going to lose that. Never lose sight of it. We are going to get new fans on board, and they are on board now. And people asking for tickets and loyalty points and all that. The more we get, that's the better. If we get a stadium of fifty thousand and we fill it every week, fucking fantastic. Bring more. That's fine. But the, the new fans are never going to have what we've had. No, nah, they're not. Because gonna, they ain't going to yeah. be. They're not going to experience where we've been and what we've done. Nah. So, that, I think their perspective is somewhat totally different to ours. And like, 
the people that we know that go week in, week out. It, it, it's weird because you, you kind of accept a, a, a fellow Wolves fan talking to you about the club, but what you've got to remember is sometimes is these people have been fans for like fucking 18 months and they're not going to have to, definitely not the same passion as we've got, uh, but still should be welcomed on board, you know, and fucking taught these stories yeah. from the past to say, look, you know, this club has been here a long fucking time, yeah. and we remember most of it. I mean, how much experience of Wolves have was too got about 120 years or something <laughs> oh, like that? Know. <laughs> <a> fucking daft. <laughs> You know, I mean, as you say, they're not going to pass the Horry's spreadsheet test in, in, in terms of. Um, oh, don't pass that. Tiles <laughs> tiles from, from the wall pass. I don't I remember this fucking scene. <laughs> Sometimes he asks me a question about it, and I'm thinking, well, I know this one. And you, you just know, you're just waiting for the answer. Yeah, he's waiting for How's it. How's your hair, I don't even know me good in fucking play for us. <laughs> Who? From <laughs> I fucking forgot who he was. We mentioned fucking Venus, Mark Venus. I hadn't thought about him for years. I thought fucking hell, Vino. Oh, yeah. Mm. But he sort of went out, out of the picture once he went with Marbury at the shit. I mean, Simon Keith Downing as well. I loved him when he was in the mid midfield, like. But when he went to work for the shit and that, they just yeah, yeah, lost a little bit of credibility, yeah. don't they? Yeah, I don't know, it's just that parochial tribalism, and you just—it's. Remember <laughs> when we played Leeds in the cup and fucking Vinnie Jones has played for him, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, Psycho just fucking terrorised him for fucking ninety minutes. Vinnie Jones got tired at the end of it, <laughs> like he just went to get off the pitch. Fucking Psycho all over him. Fucking Keith Downey, I miss him all day. He's, he's working for the England setup now. <coughs> the under twenty three. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely yeah. still in the game. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. He was always a good player for us. Uh, so I was. But uh, well, we spent fucking seventeen minutes talking about atmospheres and, and stuff like that. Give us another question. Um, I think we're getting warmed up. Atmosphere on the Ian Powell podcast. Um, Steve Lees wants to know. Um, he said he had a bit of a chat with, with one of us on Saturday about this from from our past. Which player would fit into the current formation and style? Ian Powell. Well, Steve already knows my answer to this because we've we said it. I mean, for me, the, the, there's players from like whichever era you want to pick. Uh, it, it'd be very hard to put most of, put most of them in into this current team and expect them to work. I, I struggle to even see bloody sort of. Fitting in there, although you'd have to put him in, wouldn't you? If you, you know, because oh, yeah. of what he, you know, you just have to say, fucking, just fucking play him, Nuno. You know, you know, you're going to fucking play him because we fucking love him, don't matter <laughs> what you think about him. But in all, in all seriousness, the, the only player that I could really see fitting in from like, well, since I've been watching him, could actually fit into the, the system at the moment. I know who you're going to say, playing the I know who you're say as well. He's John Richards. Richard, yeah. Because because there was something about his game that had got everything that that would actually work in complement into the system. system. Um, so that, that that was my answer to it. That was that was my answer to Steve on Saturday. Um, th there's 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 loads of other players. I mean, like I, I think I think Big Frank could could do what Ryan Bennett's doing now at the, at the back. Um, but as it's say. John Richard who was was a vastly underrated footballer. Should have had loads of England caps. Um, he, he, he was just he was just a terrific footballer. More than more than just a goal scorer. More than just Dugan's partner. 
Great player. Look, why don't Wolves players get in the England fucking setup? I mean, I know Bully played some games, but man, they don't pick anybody from the Wolves <sighs> team. And it was the same years ago as well, after Billy Wright, maybe. Well, I think there's, a, there's, there's loads of problems with, with the whole international setup, and, and that's not necessarily just England. You can look at can look at Scotland, Wales and Ireland and put them in the same fucking boat if you like. Mm. Um, I'm not I'm not sure that we approach the the international setup with the right people in charge and that goes right from the top and, and, and to the manager. I mean Southgate is I mean we've had we've had disasters as managers since Bobby Robson. Bobby Robson was okay. Bobby Robson was a was a sound technique football, you know, technical footballing manager, knew what he was doing, picked the best players normally to do the best job. So he, he, he couldn't really fault it. Since then, we've just had a series of fucking disasters. Southgate seems to have a bit more about him, about you know, having some sort of methodology about the way he's picking the team and looking looking to the future. So I'll, I'll, I'll lay back a bit of criticism, but do I really think he's the fucking bloke? No. Do I really think we've got international football right at all and we ain't had it right for for years um, That that's basically the problem uh, they, they just tend to look at there's clicks within the game and, and, and that just that just stays with the England setup as much as it does with, with everything you, else you get that London centric bias down you towards it like because that's where the capitalism and Manchester yeah, and, which and is North fucking London basically yeah, yeah. you've you always had that I mean, because one of the questions that somebody sent you is about asking about Cardi for England. I mean, I think the performances, if he carries on as he is, the, the way he's stepped up to playing at the... They're after picking. Yeah, because you can't argue with the performances. I know we're going to touch on the Palace game later on, but on Saturday, he was his anticipation and his reading of the game was absolutely fucking superb. It, it was forensic. It was. He just and he's just he's like a meerkat the way he's just looking like he's just looking at everything. He sees everything in front of him. And he never stops talking, never stops organising. That's what you want in a captain. I think and now because people have said John Stones and, and if Southgate's gonna play with the three, I wouldn't play Stones in the middle, I'd play him on the right side and put Cody in alongside him. And then you'd accommodate two of them because I think Stones would be better on the right. That that's my own personal opinion. Ian Powell's fucking thinking. It, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, like, Cody's so good for us, but as... Uh, uh, did you listen to... The, was it Ryan Bennett talking about the game after? I did not. About the way the other players make it easy for them to defend. Yeah. The way Neves and Martino <clears throat> and the way the front players come into it and help them. And, and it, this is very much... A lot of... Why Conor Cody is so good for us, and he is, he's fucking fantastic. And, and, and yes, I'm sure he could do a job for England. But why he's so good for us is, is because we've got a coach who knows exactly what he's doing, who trusts him to be able to do what he can do because of the way that the team's set up. I'd hate him to go into an England setup for it all to go tits up. And for him to get the fucking blame, if you know what I mean, which, which I, I they undoubtedly this. fucking would, because they're all a this. bunch of cunts. Yeah, I said England. this. So I'm just a bit nervous from that point of view. Having said all that, he's 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 a far better for for me. He's better than Stone, so I, I, I don't even I don't give a fuck about John Stone to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, and but 
for me, one of the biggest omissions that I'm getting is they picked Tarkovsky. <laughs> and I'll, I'll go, what? I mean, if Ryan Bennett called Gary in above him, then Southgate's got shit in his eyes and he just don't write as a fucking manager to, you know. So... You might that Villa uh, thing again, uh, who knows? I, I, I've, I've lost... I mean, I, I used to get to England games. I, I was as fervent a supporter as anybody could be back in the day. But I lost a load of faith when 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 Bully fell out with him and there, there was a lot of ructions over that. Did so. And it, 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 it's never been restored. And I, is it ever going to be restored? To be quite honest, probably never. Mm. So I really couldn't give a fuck. For Conor Cody himself... I, I would love the guy. I'd love him to go into that England team. I'd love him to be a success because, yes, he deserves it 100%. I, I've got no arguments with that. But am I, as a Wolves fan, too disappointed about it? Not really. I, if I may say something, I, I think when I first heard that he might be picked, at first I was like, yes, fucking Cody England. You can see him in there. White fucking strip, the white, red, white, and blue one. It looked beautiful. It looked perfect. He's the epitome of an England player for me. But then I thought, man, he's gonna have to go down to London by himself and fucking try and integrate with a bunch of dysfunctional fucking bastards that are the England team at the minute. And they are dysfunctional. And I was thinking, well, how is how is he actually gonna move from this environment where it's like nurturing and learning and uh, Expression. Expressing yourself in a footballing manner, talking to possibly one of the best coaches in the world in fucking Nuno, and then all of a sudden you're going to move into this environment where you got fucking Southgate hooting at you, yeah, yeah. and fucking yeah. them knobheads that are in the England, Delhi yeah. Alley, Lingard, uh, Rashford, probably not so much, but fuck me, Reg fucking Varney, whatever his <laughs> fucking face is from Leicester, you got to talk to him now. I don't want to cuss Bardi too much, man, because I've heard some stories about him in the England setup, yeah. which were a bit like, whoa, that's that's horrible. So was all that, all that bothered about Conor Cody going there? Nah, I won't, I won't bother after thinking about it. Yeah. Thinking he'd have to... Because all I wanted to do was... I'd carry his bags and I'd go down there with him, right? And I'd, I'd unpack his bags and everything. <clears> and I'd get him all sorted out. I'd be his personal assistant. And as soon as any fucking shit happened with it, any England player, I'd put their fucking nose through the back of their head. Yes! Put Mark on a yeah. county, you're annoying. <laughs> and you got fucking me to, to answer to, because I love him to bits, I do. And I, I don't want him to go down there by himself. I mean, in terms of it, I think he deserves a recognition, and I think it will come eventually. Yeah. C- continues performing, but like you say, the, the England um, current squad, the, there are the clicks there in it. It's all the Insta gangsters and whatever. I mean, Cody's totally opposite of that. He ain't on any social media at all. No. Because he don't give a fuck about it. He just wants to play football and be recognised for his ability in the game. Yeah, true words. He was a jobbing central midfielder up at Huddersfield, wasn't he? KJ signed him, bought him down. And then Al Simon said he, he, he um, predicted that Cody would play sweeper. And we have to text Simon at his base guy. I remember him saying it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Nobody else picked it. So, so, I mean, Simon is a bit of a seer like Nino, I think, in another way. He's, yeah, I'd love to get him onto the podcast. At one we, we've point. invited yeah. him, but what he says is he thinks he's, he's, he talks too fast, but that's fine. Man, who gives a fuck? Just come and have a chat. Who gives a fuck? He's baking bread now, isn't he? 
he's yeah, a, he's a biker. Yeah, he's a because of his shoulder, he can't he can't do yeah, the scaffold. He can't do the manual yeah. stuff. Yeah. So he's um, but he's, but man, I'd love him down here. How fast he talk? He shouldn't even be bothered, man. No. You know, this this podcast is like an organic thing. It's great to talk to people about football. It's brilliant to sit down and chat about it. And I don't, I could understand him perfectly. I've met Sai. We had a good chat. He's, I I know what he's on about. If anybody else don't understand what he's on about, fuck tough fucking Tim. Fuck <laughs> you listen to fucking Fancast or fucking Tim Spears or somebody. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. The great ah. thing about Tommy is 100% honest as well. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no yeah, yeah, And yeah, he's got yeah, footballing yeah. knowledge. He has, and well. he has got, he has got knowledge, footballing yeah. A lot more than I've fucking got. Yeah. He um, knows his football so I'm in Because I, I hadn't heard the term sweeper for fucking years. I mean, that's basically what kind of card he is. He's yeah. in the but a lot of teams used to play that in like the, the 70s, didn't they? It, it, they adapted this like new tactic to have this sweeper. And at first, it put a lot of other teams on the back foot. They, Ooh, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, they Leeds do it when they come back from like, in Italy. Started playing the sweeper system. Leeds and quite a few others. I mean, it, it was certainly a... Like, you know, all the top teams really played it back in the... It started in the 70s, didn't it? The idea, it, did. the idea. It, came, it came from Germany, didn't it? it, it, it um, Trust the Germans. I think it was, think it was um, Mickles, the Dutch fellow that started it. Reese Mickles in the 70s. I think he did it. Maybe. I think it was him that did it with Ajax. Time to be corrected, but I think I've read something in the past. But I'll have to. But there's one for the crowd in, in fucking podcast land. They can go on Google and, and Google it. And then <laughs> we'll be in live always. Yeah, but when they fucking listen to it, right? oh, there will be. Yeah, you can you can do that. Unless you run home and give fucking hell. When well, well, I can get a smartphone. I can do it now. Kind of what you, you fucking waxing? That's fine. <laughs> My phone takes fucking ten minutes but, to warm up. Man. But I think in terms of teams doing it and doing it and. I mean, the shit have tried to do it in, like, yeah. in terms of, oh, they can score lots of goals. Well, they've got fucking um, Rodriguez and Gale, and they fucking, a team I'd managed to score goals with them two up front. But they're still letting in loads of, <laughs> loads of goals. His bowl stuck. See, he's bowling under there. Excuse us, podcast land. The, he's the, there. The dog's bowl stuck. She'll argue with you. You're closer. <laughs> Hold on a second while we dislodge the fucking dog bowl. I'm going to shit out this podcast. <laughs> I don't care though. <laughs> That's it. He just won't, he won't eat it yet. He'll have to come back in here away from him. You think you're, you're going to attack him. He's turned his nose up at it. Yeah, yeah so I mean, in, in terms of the formations and whatever, formations are fine and you can have whichever formation you want. But it's having the appropriate coaching put into the players and the squad so everybody knows their defined role within that. So no matter what happens in the game, they can all adapt to it. And this is where we, I think we've got the, the, the whip hand over every other team because Nuno and his fantastic backroom staff have just instilled that you can just see it. I know we're going to talk about Southampton, we'll talk about Palace in a bit. But the way they've instilled it and they've got everybody to buy into it it is something fucking special. So you, you can talk about formations and tactics and whatever, but doing it is a totally different thing. Did you know it's the two fucking, the two lads that are his assistant coaches come, come over at the end of the crowd yeah. Yeah. by yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, the, the, one who, the, the one of them, I, I don't we're know the names, out, we're I, I don't really names. know the, the Ruby, names. Ruby Ruby Ball the, the, one, the one of them went up miles in my estimation when he called uh, Warnock a cunt at Cardiff. I thought, hey, fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, fuck off, you cunt. <laughs> I thought that was that was superb. Uh, I saw that. I, 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 I do really know his name, but I could just call him Cardiff for the But we've got to find out their names for the next one, man, so you can wax call and give them some love, man, through the podcast. Some love. A bit of love. Let's just Google it's, it's, Ruby Barbaros is one of them. Um, is he the? Is he the, the thinking? Oh, the and then we've got the um, we've got the Scottish fella that come down as well. Yeah, but these two Portuguese as well. They, yeah. they the Scottish fella. Um, man, we so shit. We don't even know their fucking names. <laughs> Terrible. Cathro, and Ian Cathro. Ian Cathro, Cathro, yeah, from the Scotland. From Scott of the land. Yeah. Ruby Barbaros is the one, um, you know, background stuff. Julio Figueroa, here we go. Figuero. Yeah, Nuno Espirito Santo. Uh, Ruby Pedro Silva, assistant head coach. Then we've got Julio Figueroa. 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 These are the goalkeeping coach, Ruby Barbaros. Uh, yeah. Um, Antonio Diaz is the um, fitness coach. Then these are just um, big runs of kit manager. Joe uh, Lapa is a rehabilitation coach. Oh. And we've got Rui Fusti, who is the first team therapist. Oh. Where's he? In, where's Catherine on there? Yeah, on there is he? And then we've got analysts coming out the, at the Ying Yang. Yeah, so. Um, Lots of analysts. Yeah. But it's a very like empirical approach to do the dot because it's it's all about fine margins, isn't it? And it's. Um, Methodical. Yeah. It's the theory of um, small gains, isn't it? So if, if, if you can improve. Lots of things by small amounts, then that leads to big gains. I think yeah. there is a theory behind it. Um, I'm trying to think. I've read. I've read enough. That Dale Brailsford, the one at Sky, did it. He, he like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah team did, Sky. Yeah, he did the um, changing all the beds, like what they slept in, yeah. yeah. sleeping, eating, everything, and they like turned into Dave Brailsford. Brailsford, isn't it? Yeah. So Dale, yeah, and they've turned into this like. Dominating force in cycling. Nothing about performance enhancing drugs or anything. <laughs> but, you know, that's another. <laughs> we, we, we better not get into that one. No, now. we haven't. But yeah, yeah so <laughs> it's, just, it's just a thoroughly professional approach in it. And I, I, I mean, to me, Nuno is key to everything. As, have the best players on the in the world, you can sign the best players. But if they don't integrate into the team formation, the squad, and the tactics, well, the, you know, it's it's all it's individuals, isn't it? We're not a team of individuals. We're a collective. It's fucking, it's just fantastic. We've only got to look at the bit of the mess at Man United to, to, to see that. I mean, you know, I mean nobody's, nobody's doubting Mourinho's record and I are going to sort of be here to slag Mourinho off as a coach. But they, they do look a bit of a, a misfit organisation, don't they, Man yeah. United? Like, you know, nobody seems to really fit it. Pogba seems totally... Like a fish out of water. I mean, he's a very good footballer, obviously, but... There's no cohesion the, there, is there? It all seems a bit like pieces of the jigsaw right in the right place. Then you've got that Alexis Sanchez. What What are they paying him? A fucking 350 yeah. grand a week net. I don't know. It's, it's just... It does all seem a bit disjointed, if you know what I mean. Whereas we, we seem to... Like, like we've said, and everybody, everybody <laughs> can see it. You know, everybody is commenting out in the press. 
about how, how, how well organised we are and how it all fits together. I mean, looking looking at other teams because I only watch like match of the day because I ain't really asked about other teams. But looking at other teams from that perspective, you can see like Liverpool have got some kind of ethos, very tight press and, and heavy metal football or whatever Klopp calls it. Obviously, Guardiola up at Man City has, and to an extent that Emery up at Arsenal is starting to build some as well. But in, even in points when you watch the highlights, you can still like see like weaknesses within their performances in that. Whereas with us, I think it can be like the Alamo at times. But you've got the BBC, you've got Bennett, you've got Bolly, you've got Cowdy. Obviously, you've got Johnny and, and Dowerty all dropping and filling as well. And then behind you, you've got Patricia. So, I mean, what a fucking unit that is. What a unit. It's just, it is. There's no doubt in my mind that you're going to get stronger throughout the season because when you said when you said about the Alamo, I think that's an important fucking point. It's because uh, they run to duress for large parts of these matches out of defence. They've got world-class players throwing themselves at them trying to score a fucking goal and they are dealing with it. But what this is, essentially, is fucking training. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> experience and they are just taking it on and, and I'll say this about the whole new no experience at the minute is that they are learning and they are learning fucking quick you know so the, the, the more these, these expensive dudes throw themselves like Conor Cody the more that, that we try to attack their defences which are world class as well the more experience we're getting and I can see it just being like a fucking little snowball at the top of a mountain coming down and gathering more and more snow and then it gets to the end of the season like one big motherfucking <laughs> snowball you know what I'm saying that's all I'm saying about it. I think what you're on about experience like on the pitch and learning is exactly the way Nuno like drills it into them because it's all it's ma- I mean it could sound cliche and boring but it's not we work hard every day we learn we look to improve and you can see that it is genuinely means that that's what that's the way he operates as a coach and that's what he expects from the players it's 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 just night and day from what we've had in the past like with Mick and I, don't, I mean saw back and didn't stay long enough to try and get anything in did he because he the bomb squad um, I had fucking dream the other night man that fucking you know how Bert's had a kid yeah yeah and I'm a granddad now uh, the, the, the fucking that stale bacon was, was in the cot. I was looking after the baby and it had stale bacon space. And I thought, fuck's sake, and I bought it. They heard me in the other room screaming, uh, 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 and they wondered what was going on. He was stale bacon as a baby, and I was looking at him. Oh, Stoller in the crib. Fucking scary as fuck. I don't know what goes on in my head at all, man, but stale bacon as a baby. Freak me right yeah, out. I can imagine. I woke up, I went downstairs, had a cup of tea. Could have been, could have been worse, could have been Dean Saunders. Fuck, oh, it wouldn't have been him, man, because I've expunged him from my memory. <laughs> you mean, know, that time was highly surreal when, we, when he managed us. For me personally, right, it was a highly surreal moment, and it wasn't like football was happening. It was like all of a sudden, this was like a, a TV show that you were watching. Yeah, that was that far fetched and fucking stupid. It's like Star Trek on the one hand, it's like the young ones on the other. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of Forty Towers in it as well, yeah. and it was just this big crazy fucking experience that I don't. I still, re- it's like when we had fucking Tommy Doherty as the manager. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That period has been expunged because it was a pure fucking comedy when he come, and it was the same pretty much with Dean Saunders. Yeah, I'm glad you described it as that. Because 
that's all he, he, he can put it down to. He, he, he just wasn't, it just wasn't us, was it? No. It just seems as if we, 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 you've got to get rid of it from your, blank it from your memory, because that, that really wasn't how you expect a Wolves team to perform at all in any, you know, in, in yeah. any shape or form. When, when Tommy Doherty come down here and he signed, uh, I think it was the next day, we was on Waterloo Road, there's only kids walking about at the car park and uh, we saw him come walking down the Waterloo Road and uh, there's a couple of people having autographs off him but it's nothing like nowadays and he's walking to his car at the back of the North Bank so he started fucking throwing bricks at him <laughs> <laughs> right this is God's honest story man it, it, it's, it's true as it happened we started fucking throwing rocks at him I would never do that to another Wolves match Dean Saunders decided <laughs> but man that's how much people thought about Tommy Doherty you know damn well he don't want to be there it was just a payday for him, wasn't it? I'm getting all aggravated now, man. I heard some stories about him, like, that long after he left from somebody who worked at the club as a, as a scout. Yeah. And uh, he, he was, he was a, a nasty man as well. He, he, yeah. There was nothing like his public persona at all. Yeah. He, he, got, a, he got a very dark side to him, uh, Tommy Doherty. Yeah. Us kids had a good gut feeling that he was a nasty, nasty man. Hence, he got fucking... Always bad. trust your gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah, well, experience manager. But then again, that, did he get sacked from Man United for um, messing with the physio's wife? Or was that him or was that somebody else? I thought it was financial impropriety. Or was that yeah, one that there, was a, there was there was definitely one of them was having we, a we definitely trampling on the memory of Tommy Doherty here. No, but one of them was definitely dabbling with the physio's wife at Man United. I'm, I'm sure it was dabbling, um, Tommy Doherty. Possibly, Possibly. I, I don't. It was either him or Big Ron the racist. It was one or the other. Yeah. He wound out Sexton. He might have been. He might have been big one. Yeah, because big run doing it. I mean, Doherty just got sacked from United because he was shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he won them the FA Cup. He's a he's a he's a he's a. Fuck me, man! Fucking Tommy Doherty. Jesus Christ. Sammy Chung, I love Sammy Chung. Man. Sammy Chung. He's cool as fuck, but he's a dress really cool. Man, we used to see all the managers come yeah, down. That's all good years. We told, we, we, you know, so, I mean, he, he, he was no, he was no great chap. He shouldn't really have had the job, should he? But no, nah, but, but he, but he, he was all right, Sammy Chung. I, mean, he I said, think he would have got better as well. Method to there was there was he definitely brought a method to how we played. Yeah, yeah we, we, we we did start to show show something for every Sunday. Yeah, I liked him. He's stylish for one. He used to look dead cool. He looked like one of them Italian mods. He looked like King. And he, he, and he was he was he was a good Wolves guy. When he he, he, he had he, he had his heart was definitely in the right place. He was he was a good lad. Now, now, nearly Pat is uh, fucking looking at Google or something. Oh yeah, because he was something about extramarital affair with a physio. Affair. There you go. Well, ah, yeah, in, the, in the in the vaults of my uh, yeah. Tommy Doherty, we've yeah. trampled on on the memory of Tom. <laughs> but when, when we didn't trample it, we used empirical evidence. <laughs> when he was manager of fucking Man U, you know, their fans the most horrible bastards ever. That was when they learned to be horrible. Man United. Before that, they were just another team. When he managed to be, all of a sudden it just got nasty. They just that. mirrored the manager then, didn't I they? I think they just picked up on the groove, yeah. man, on that Tommy What do you call it? Psychogeography, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah psychoecology. That's it, there you go. You know, or psycho-psychology. There's another one for you. Uh, we should talk about the matches. You know what? I don't remember last last week when we did the podcast what matches we talked about. We did everything up until 
before the Southampton South, South game. Yeah. So, so like, to talk about Southampton. That's the first one to talk about, really, isn't it? Because if you remember, the last podcast um, finished on us all turning around mm-hmm. saying, fuck Mark Hughes. Yeah, uh, yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, I've got yes. to get my back scratcher. You start talking about Southampton. I've got an issue back. Southampton? Yeah, well, they're very sort of dour side, what they all thought. What really? I mean, put these away, don't I mean, people sort of said, you know, we wore it to our best. Yeah. I don't quite buy that. I was quite comfortable watching it, and I was quite. I always thought we were going to win the game. I, I, I think I, first 20 minutes we were definitely on top within, within the game. Yeah. They did come into it just before half-time and just after half-time. But really, um, it was just like pot shots and stuff. I think, I think they opened us up once, didn't they? I think they got one ball through um, in the first half. Yeah, first half they probably had one, one decent what, chance. Did have, we did limit, limit them. And I think from what we played like in the previous game against Burnley, with how much we did create, maybe in terms of offense, but Hughes had done a number like in terms of what the way he set them up to like counter us. So it's just a matter of us finding a way around that. Yeah, but I, I don't think he did it particularly. I, I think it was just a case of him getting a, a sort of well experienced, fairly well experienced team to to do a job. Uh, got them well probably did did sort of do his research on us in, in a way to find out where the, where the dangers were and try and nullify us a little bit but that reminded me a bit about of us under, under Mick if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah we've got a certain degree of professionalism we've got a certain method to uh, to uh, to the play but we've got no real quality at all they were bothered by yeah, saying they hadn't just, got, they hadn't, yeah. they hadn't got enough, you know, like the, the shots that they had were poor. There was, you know, everything about them was all a bit. Most of the teams we played this year, this season, yeah, so I, I, like I, I thought Southampton was like quite cynical, and the, the, the example of that is in the first 15 minutes, Jota got kicked up in the air fucking three times. From a fucking premier. Well, we had and the ref. The ref never booked anybody we, for it. We had it. We was fucking at one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying let, is, let, let's they, have fucking ten minutes talking about him. Oh, but let, then, let's. We will. We'll, no, we'll, let's not waste fucking time talking about him, the fucking well, villa bastard. Well, fucking. I mean, you fucking tall boy, that well. If I see him fucking penguins, you're gonna get a fucking good kicking. <laughs> in ter- in terms of Jota, we know what threat he carries, and that they had targeted him. There's no two ways about that. Yeah. And, Definitely. The, 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 the but he don't give a fuck, does he? Fucking, no, he's, he's straight up and fucking... Yeah, yeah, no rolling yeah, about. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. Carry on. That, that's why we love him. Um, South Southampton, in, in terms of the match, I think it was a little bit subdued, the atmosphere was. Just at point, it was a little bit. And then the last 25 minutes, we got on top. I think we scored on about 70 minutes, didn't we? Yeah, might have been a bit like him, was 71, 72, yeah, something like so that. I think, I think, and, then, and then once we got the goal, we were just still looking for it, weren't we? I noticed during that game in the South Bank that all of a sudden, the, the, when it got to about 10, 15 minutes into the second half, the volume in the, in the ground started to rise, right? Songs were going on far longer than yeah, they yeah. should have. They were getting repeated. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people were shouting at, at every ball that we won. There was applause and shouting, affirmations, and that that volume started to rise. and And then we scored a fucking goal. 
at the time it, it never struck me as, as being uh, important but uh, at Crystal Palace even though we are talking about it yet I noticed the same thing even though we were under the cost large parts of the game and things weren't going right there was a point when the crowd just started to be fucking batshit when our support just started to go insane all of a sudden there was this feeling that we had to fucking take it up a notch or two but there's a symbiotic relationship in there between the team and the fans yeah. and, and the spark off each other well that's what we do I mean other clubs can do what they fucking want I don't really care about them but you, you're right in what you're saying we can we can spark the team and we can engender their performances just to lift it that extra 5% and when you've got players of the quality of Matinho, Neves, Jota, Costa, Jimenez, et al, everybody else if they raise their game in that passage of play during the game no fucking team going to live with us man no we're going to find a way we're going to find a way well, and well, then when the fans see that happening it's like when a big crunching tackle used to go in like down in psycho you yeah! We ain't about that now. Very rare. You see us going to ground. It's about covering, marking. It's just all about the system and the formation. Yeah. But when you see like Costa get the ball on the edge of the box and run his bollocks off with it, that's what gets you going. And then they spark a fuzz and it's just, it is brilliant. It's a symbiotic relationship between the crowd but and that. We, we also have Doherty have his, his light bulb moment, don't we? In the, yeah. The, the first 10 minutes or when he stops worrying and things fucking out <laughs> in a football match yeah. <laughs> so he's got a worried face <laughs> like he's been caught out and they're going to say Matt <laughs> Matt you're not well, I don't know what you're doing here mate. <laughs> you're not really a footballer come on back to yeah. Bohemian so, so Matt you're a fucking brilliant footballer Matt Doherty I love him to bits man he's in my team every week Can- and he even was when he was shit when was when, when was that when he was, uh, well, when was it? There's a there's a couple of periods in uh, League One. I, I looked at him and I thought, man, what are you doing? You know, and I, I wasn't a massive fan of him. I've, I've, I've always been a fan of him purely because I I, I I never got why we were playing bloody the likes of Stearman. Um, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. When when Kevin Fowley lost his form. Which, which, which was one of the biggest crimes that's ever happened in football, really. That, that guy, I could think, could have. How uh, good he was when he, when he was first in, in that promotion season. He was brilliant. fantastic. Um, when Kevin Fowler lost his form, like Mick was struggling to really find somebody's play right back. He, he, was, he was playing anybody there, were at times. You know, Stephen filled in there a couple of times, eh? And uh, uh, the French guy, I'm trying to think of. Um, but we. Zubar. Zubar, who's one of the worst players I've ever seen in the world. I know there's people that loved him, but fuck me. I, especially when he played at right back, he was fucking shit. I don't care what he says. And like, you've the got, way he beats about the bush. You've got, you got Matt Doherty, who, who, who made his debut at Anfield and, and looked a fucking sensation waiting to happen. Yeah. That never got his chance while all that shit was going on. Same so with, um, I've, I've always been a fan, you know, and, and I've, I've always thought, he, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that he's having. But what I really like about him is like that he seems to. I mean, if and it, it happened last season as well. That if if we need another, if we're like one nil up and the other team's getting into it, or we're, we're even a goal down and we we need something out of the game. That early period of the second half, 
He really seems to get into the game. He really seems to get involved. Drives and on and drives on. Keep parrying on and getting into the block. And, and it's great. And, and we really we really put teams under the cosh when he gets involved. Yeah. So I, the, I, the link I, up I, between Doherty and Costa is a joy to behold. The way in, and just the the what the lap over and, and Jimmy's getting in with it now, isn't he? Because the, the the goal we'll talk about Palace later. But just on that right hand side when he drops across and he comes over. But Costa and Doherty as a, as a duo down that right hand side. I know the switch and the rotate the front three do. But they seem as Perley said, they just seem in passages of playing games. They just seem to overpower people. Yeah, it, it don't matter what defensive system you try and set up. Mendy, I mean, Hodgson thought he got the perfect setup Saturday, but you know, he's just, if I stop in this game, fucking no, it, no. you know, so it, it's great to see. It's, it's well, to, especially when they're attacking the South Bank in the second half. I've got to say, my footballing knowledge ain't fucking brilliant. You know, I, I tend to watch players that ain't got the ball more than they've got the ball. Uh, I love Matt Doherty. I think he's come on. He's learned a lot since he first came to this place. Did you recognise something at Liverpool? I don't know, but I don't see that. But I'm not. It, it, I don't know. What's my footballing fucking experience? I watch it. You know, sometimes I don't concentrate that much as much as I should. I don't spot that Doherty thing at all. Oh, as I say, you, you never saw him again after that, that first game at Danfield for, for, for ages. That until Ford was the same as well. Anthony, yeah, Anthony Ford, he yeah, played yeah. at Arsenal, didn't he? Yeah. Then at Ibrahim. And Mick, Mick, Mick was famous for doing that. He'd give him a double and you think, you know, we've got one here, we've got one coming through. Yeah, fuck him up. Yeah. And I'll never <laughs> forgive him for fucking wrecking Fowler. Yeah. 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 I don't like to think about them days. I, no. I think about a lot of players from them days. So, I mean, Dowichie's... In, uh, he's in the, the uh, Republic of Ireland squad again. But apparently he doesn't get forward enough for uh, some fucking oh, bonkoid yeah. Irish prince. I feel like I've slapped him off. I feel really guilty. Mr. 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 No, I, 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 think coming from, I, think, I think he, he, he became a little bit sort of disinterested, sort of certainly put on weight, looked a bit slovenly. You're making me feel better here. And... Although he got, he got the ability, was was like a being half arsed for for a while. I mean, like Nuno's whipped him back up into shape. He's lost. He must, he must have lost the best part of the stone, or it. He's a, he's yeah, a well, lot well, lean, you, know, you know, what I mean, and he, he's he's a different player again. But that I've always liked that ability in him, you know, and and I just think the bloody down bloody Saunders, you know, down out his career because he. But look, you, you look at racehorses. You look at racehorses. You, you look at animals because sometimes you, you like to dabble and chuck a couple of quid on. You, your observational skills when you look at a player, fucking second to non Paulie, because you're looking at them and you're looking at the way they run, the way they fucking comport themselves, the way they move about, and you you can spot things that fucking us mere mortals can't. What do you think about that? I don't know about that. that. I, mean, I would agree. Totally fucking how lucky are we out to, to have him I mean, here? I mean, I wear specs now at the game, and the, the first time I mean, like I was very focused. So I mean, I always tested about well, I, I had to I had to wear reading really specs about ten years ago, something like that. But I, I remember the first time I had very focused after uh, after an eye test. You need a bit of distance vision now. 
all these pair of specs still fucking moves down. I've seen stuff I've never seen before. Uh, <laughs> you know, I leave some new glasses. You, you, you don't realise how, how much your vision deteriorates so over the years. And like, I mean, that was the first time I had to distance glasses. But you know, I've seen a lot, you know. And you, I'm going to go to Specsavers. I haven't get some fabulous. fucking glasses. I've had these like 12 years, my love. You know what you want to do? Fucking go to Penkridge and get to do a tackle in fucking Specsavers as well. The Is that where it works? No, that's where he fucking lives, eh? Penkridge, the beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a horrible bloke. He, he used to ref in the West Midlands League, uh, and people hated him then, and his old man used to ref in the uh, West Midlands League, because that's, that's how he got into the game, as, he, as he, that's how he became, you know, started young in the West Midlands League. And his old man was in West Midlands and I'm pretty sure, I, I, I don't know for definite, but I'm pretty, the, the name rings a bell. And I'm pretty sure it's the ref I had by the throat outside Blake Nuss dressing room door the one, one, one Saturday time. You assaulted a ref. Back in the bowl. <laughs> so that's probably, that's probably why you don't like us, because I threatened his old one. <laughs> You've got a white fucking grip on you, though. You have. I like you before I can grab round the front. I need to stay a bridge stranger. But not mention Oh, straight. I'm getting onto that subject. Young Kainer was blushing listening to those anecdotes. No way, was it? He was. Young Kainer was blushing. Nothing like that room when sat on physics. Oh, yeah. We should hear it all as well. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. Who Miss Daily Mail? Man, I'm so sorry about that. I, I, I apologise. <laughs> she was possibly going to um, look at um, Marlebone, but she got up at Banbury and waited for the next train. Fucking hell. I should shut up sometimes. No. You know, but I, I like to talk. Oris, Oris was horizontal in tears of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> we had a fucking good day. Which leads us nicely on to that day. No, it was a lovely day. Yeah, it was that day. Yeah, that was that Crystal day. Palace. Crystal Palace. It was lovely when we can said that. Can I just talk about Doherty for a second? Sorry, go on then. No. Because because he had the um, the issues at Leicester with the own goal, and I think he, he did his, his confidence obviously dropped during that game. His head did drop then. Fucking great header! But the neck, yeah, it was a fantastic header. But he's always been good in the air, and he's like very rare loses a back past header. That's Nuno's um, reference that recently this week about how good he's in the air. But what I'm saying is, Nuno ain't talking about the firing line because he trusts him. Mm. So you, all the donuts and prongs on Twitter, fucking Doherty shit, blah, 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 blah. The same ones that are on the Bondatini bandwagon now and then as well. But that seems to have died a death because we're winning games. He's got the trust in new now. So that, that should be enough. Obviously, I have an opinion on it. But it's like the opinion without responsibility. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a weighty philosophical No, it statement. is, because what they do, they play football manager, FIFA 19 comes out and that. They actually think they could go and fucking do that job. I think they could ju- jump into there and I'll say, Jota, you do this, you do I love the voice of the youth, right? I'm, oh, all, I'm all about the voice of the youth, man. I th- I, th- this is this is something we t- we've touched on on a few podcasts, man, about fucking these dudes that play football manager. So I have to argue on their behalf. Of course you do. Because I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a man of the youth. I love the youths. So I've got to say... I think they do pick up a lot of knowledge. They've got an in-depth knowledge of the game because they play these games and in in their electronic form, and they also attend games. You see them at away games as well, so they're soaking that knowledge in. I think where the problem with the youths man of today is that they find it hard to articulate the knowledge. Yeah. But that's what I, th- I think the problem is. And when they say, fucking hell, Doherty's shit, what they really mean is, Doherty's brilliant, 
but I'm that angry and emotional and hormonal, right, that I have to denigrate him, you know, for, for some reason. So I'm all about the youth, man. What the youth should do is, is, is tell us about these things and, and discuss things with us because that's the only way we can communicate with each other, man. You know? I'm all for communication, but, like, blatant just fucking barracking of him. And, yeah. And that, tagging that, him in fucking tweets. But, but saying that, I had some fucking old bastard behind me at fucking, oh, where was it? Southampton and uh, at Molyneux. And I think somebody had sold the ticket to him, so I don't normally see him there, man. But all throughout the fucking match, he was just going on and on and on at Costa. And I thought, are you even watching the fucking game here? Now, I mean, I'm always in two minds about it. Do I reach behind and grab him out of the fucking neck and pull him down so I could look at him? Or do I fucking try and filter him out? You know what I mean? It's always a, a dilemma, isn't it? I it, mean, Oris, he, he's the same. And I don't know how he does fucking kick off. There was a fella on Saturday, like at Palace, behind us. Oh, yeah, he shouted something about Jota. So I turned around to see who did it, and I was like looking at everybody, and he fucking shut up, and I couldn't see who it was. I thought... You fucking idiot. I've never slagged this fucking player off, right? See, even Aura, I never, as much as I hated the guns, I never slagged him off when I was on that side bank, I've never, ever slagged the player off, vocally, while they've been on that Now, while, while they're playing, you get behind them, while they're playing, you get behind them, but in the pub, call them wherever you want, and do, you know, on Twitter and social media, your opinion's your opinion. Don't fucking tag them in it, though. Like yeah. Danny Bart was crucified by people on there. Mercilessly. It's it, 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 good. It, it, it's a, clever. It, it's a fucking... It's a cry for help from the youth, man. The, 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 Mike, it's not just the youth, though. It's like fucking... Yeah, oh, the, yeah. the older people the, should the, fucking know better. Yeah, I, I think we've been a bit unfair on some of the, some of the youth here. No, some of the young lads on, on, on Twitter fucking brilliant. And, and like you say, their, their opinions are... There's nothing I love seeing more in a way, day than a group of fucking young lads... <laughs> Pissed out their fucking heads, dancing around, fucking chucking flares around, and fucking yeah, get going mental. Hundred percent. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Yeah. And mate, rather than uh, sitting around uh, the fucking yeah, bovilling yeah, around yeah, checking uh, your hacker. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's pe there's people that have had season tickets for years, and that they, they don't understand what they're fucking watching. They, no, they don't. They, they, they slag people off. They ain't got a clue what they're fucking slagging them off for. Because they, they don't really understand. All, all, all they understand is when the ball goes in the net one end and when it goes in the other. That's all they really understand. Why, why did we sell Dave Edwards? Uh, I don't know. Why did we? I don't, I don't know. I, can't, I just can't understand it. Because he runs more than Matinho and Nevers, you know. Was that an argument? <laughs> it was some, somebody made a comment in that. Because I was like, when I was allowed on Facebook, I fucking read some weird fucking uh, comments. Yeah. Well. I, I saw something about. That, that uh, Matinho and Nevis didn't do enough, didn't get enough through enough work or something like that. Oh, well, well, there's some media not bad last week that, <laughs> that, that, that said something about fucking, uh, it was it now, Barry Douglas, how we shouldn't have flogged him. This is like weeks after we fucking flogged him. This was like last week, he was coming, they shouldn't have got rid of Barry Douglas. Johnny Osso, I off the player that Barry Douglas was. Especially at set pieces, and we're missing his. So, what? Have you wish he said, Yeah, I had a fucking set piece on this season. We don't get free kicks on the edge of the box because the ref knows damn well fucking Ruben's going to come up and stick it in the back of the fucking net, and it's 1 0. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bastard. I bet you don't know who's done that. I do know who's done it. Greeny. <laughs> uh, we're looking at pictures on the internet. 
<laughs> while we waxing lyrical. What was I arguing about? What was I shouting about, just? We were talking about people basically slagging off players and uh, during the games. There's, there's all sorts Don't of... Don't do it during the game. There's informed criticism that, you know, and, and like, I don't mind the odd shouting at a player to book his ideas up or whatever if you're having a very good game because in some ways that, that can G him up and, and help him. But some of the stuff you do see and, 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 yeah, and you do here is... is He's really just nasty stuff, and it, 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 it don't it don't achieve anything, and it's not done with any great sense of being well informed either. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I, I heard that guy as well going on about Jock on, on, on Saturday, and you know? well, they just see him to Jimenez up there, then or what, mate? Are you you're fucking blind or something? Are you, you see that? You know, yeah, and, and, and they. they I don't, I don't know what they do I don't know what they fucking watch sometimes I really don't um, I, I think they get aggravated in their personal lives yeah yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah, what it is yeah. it's just a, a manifestation of their frustration and yeah. like their manifestation of <laughs> their frustration of <laughs> their frustration we've got a song going here get a guitar <laughs> we'll have a riff to that in a bit and, and it, it just shows itself at the game mm. I want to go and be shouty but I want to get behind my players get behind my coach Call the ref a wanker, if he's a wanker, and the opposition. So if, if I want to denigrate people, I'll, I'll do it on them. I don't do yeah. it on my own kind. Yeah. Well, that was that discussed. Uh, Crystal Palace, that was a, a fucking strange day. It was a strange day. It was a bit of a strange game, I thought, as well. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, yeah. Apart from getting fucking soaked. I talked about, I waxed lyrical about strange atmospheres when we played the QPR last season and getting to that ground which is a bit of a ball like uh, and the actual atmosphere inside the ground was like really really strange and then I noticed it at Fulham as well it was weird and it, it, it was compounded again by going to Crystal Palace not so much West Ham that day I mean even though that was a weird day Crystal Palace's ground and where it's situated is, is in a really dark place man it's, it don't feel right there, you know, and the ground was all like enclosed, and it seemed like the walls were pressing in on you. And I don't know whether that he's fucking farted again, the dirty little bastard. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. It was a weird day, but fucking hell, it was a funny day. It was a very funny day, yeah. It was lovely on the train, wasn't it, too? Uh, yeah, God, God, fuck's Sorry, God, God. He fucking stinks, yeah. though. He's not even funny. Excuse us, people in podcast land. <laughs> Fuck me, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He ain't even lifted his eyebrow. He took him He did it in the car the other day, man. I think <laughs> well, we went like via Victoria, didn't we? And then um, down to Thornton Yeah. And it was just a soulless, like, void. There was nothing there. It was just. We ain't denigrating it just for the sake of denigrating No, because somebody oh, said as we were walking weird. down the road, they said, fuck me, it's like a South London Bilston that's been bombed. It, it, was, was, it was quiet as fuck again. Nobody was singing a shit on us. <laughs> we heard it in the tube station going down there. We heard it on the tube station. Palace has always been a bit like that. Yeah. And, but, I mean, the, the ground itself don't help anything. I mean, like that, that place has been like... Believe it or not, they've spent a lot of money on that fucking place. I don't know where. <laughs> you know, and like, what, what they done to it? Like, you know, nothing, I mean, nothing they've done's improved it. It was no. better when it had a fucking open end. Yeah, it would have been, you know, been, been better. It, 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 
it was, it's, it's fucking terrible. The, 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 the ground's terrible. It's like QPR, that's another terrible fucking ground. You know, like, I don't, I don't know what's up with these clubs that, that don't think about how, how supporters can actually have the best experience of watching a football game. Yeah. That definitely I won. Uh, wherever you sit in that fucking hall, I mean, really, really I... the environment <clears throat> in that ground doesn't contribute to the spectacle of being a supporter, does no. it? I mean, because we we were in the um, the away end, and you just had that gantry running from one end of the stand to the other. And we were row forty five, weren't we? Yeah. So you just had that like fucking restricted view as such. You could see all the pitch. It's a good job we play so much football on the field on the on the floor because if the ball yeah. went up, you, you couldn't see. You fucking hell, Stoke fans wouldn't have had a chance. They wouldn't have seen fuck all, would they? All Burren, you wouldn't have seen fuck all, wouldn't We packed it out. We sold out another away game. Well, I, I checked before um, I got in, and there's like four hundred and fifty left for Brighton there. So we've done two thousand six hundred for Brighton already. The band, yeah. 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 So a lot of people will be having a weekend down here. They won't, I think. Not if they're going on the train. <laughs> There's no trains. Is the front? Um... Yeah, the train situation's a bit bad. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Kieran Newey tweeted something about the trains to Lewis because because you, you you'd probably be able to get a train from London to Lewis, and it's as equally as easy a shorter train journey from Lewis to Farmer, Farmer, yeah. the ground, as it is from Brighton. So that might be an option for anybody thinking of travelling down there by train rather than getting a train to Brighton. Isn't there an Eastbourne to fucking Brighton train? Yeah, I think he. I, I, I think that goes that goes that way. Yeah, yeah. Going through Little Hamptons was another way we looked at, yeah. but we, you know, um, man, it's the twenty first fucking century. Why should we have problems getting to these places? They're like fucking three, four hundred mile away, and we can't get to them. Well, it Bolton last season, I think, decided to, and then and then had a change of heart about the um, closing the line. The railway between fucking Bolton and Manchester just just when Wolves were up there, and now fucking Brighton, you know, Southern Railways have done the same down Brighton. There's something they don't like about us Wolves fans. But to you, Norwich last season, oh, they should be only fucking rolled out of place. <laughs> Tell us about it. There's, there's people still driving around Norwich Station. <laughs> Come on, Wolves fans, I don't even know we've been promoted. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving for fucking. Oh, 45 minutes and it was a night and a long night still like fucking two miles from Norwich City Centre it was fucking That's horrible a, hell have we been down here once <laughs> no 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 this is the way yeah nah, fucking horrible Look, I like Johnny I did fucking in the Crystal Palace game I like Johnny Johnny's fantastic and, uh, and congratulations he's just become a dad for the first time Johnny has. Well, he's, and he's at the international call up for Spain I hope he has some time to chill out and relax. And Jordi Alba from Barcelona didn't get called up in the squad, but Johnny from Wolverhampton Wanderers did. It's so a- why do these players want to go to Wolverhampton Wanderers? Like <sighs> Neves and Patricio. Oh, they do get international recognition. Yeah. But not from England. No. But it, it, I, I think it comes back to the Wolverhampton thing again, you know. It, 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 it's like... It, a geographical racism, if you like, fucking, uh, I don't know the other way to explain it. But Nuno's going to write his own narrative about that now. I think he because, will. because he's going to take us to a place where we cannot be ignored anymore. The, yeah. Well, it's getting to that now. We predicted last season that uh, a lot of pundits in the media had had bad things to say about us, regardless of how well we were doing. And that was totally wrong. 
Because all they started saying is nice things, but I don't trust them. Not for a No, there's a, there's a bit of an agenda, don't you think? A I think there's a hidden agenda. agenda and I don't know what it is. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm very, very suspicious of these uh, uh, people coming on Match of the Day and praising us. Well, well, Cody said in the Express of Star yesterday, that, uh, or the day before, when he heard uh, Alan Shearer and Ian Wright yeah. talking about that Cody should be called up for the England squad. He nearly fell off the settee in like, you know, he was amazed by it. But, like I say, I don't fucking trust him. No. Uh, Lineker, when, they're, when, they're, when they're talking. Yeah, don't trust him at all. Lineker talking to Nuno. How dare he? He's yeah. our fucking Nuno. We'll decide who he fucking talks to. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Fuck, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. fucking yeah, fucking bastard. They've been down here with their big fucking, their big cameras and their sexy fucking presenters, man. They've been making programmes. Some of the programmes have been good. Uh, enjoyed watching them. Great to fucking, to, to, to watch Wolves on the telly. And, but, you but, could. yeah. Why? Why now? I know we're doing fucking brilliant so far. Uh, yeah, but they're chronicling the journey, aren't they? That's what they're doing. They're reporting on it because they know that obviously they've got all these like researchers, fucking analytical dudes in the background within the press, like looking at getting stories. Yeah. Because there's that much news to fill, isn't there? So that's what they're doing. They're looking for an angle, looking for a story. So they've done research on Falson. They've seen Jeff Shee's interview where he says, we, we want to win the Premier League. We want to win the Champions League. That's where he set the bar. And now fucking Jeff, don't fuck about. Jeff ain't fucking about at all. That's where he wants to take us. He'll give Nuno the tools to get there. Yeah. That that's the journey we're on. And so that's what the one chronicle. They, I mean, because if you look at Man City, you know, it took them a while to get the first trophy in the cabinet, but they ain't fucking uh, looked back, have they? Got Guardiola there playing fucking fifty million, sixty million for t- players. That's, that's the road that we're on. That's the road that we'll be on. Uh, do you think that's why there's the interest there? Because, like I say, I don't trust the bastards. I don't trust well, I think they're doing a lot of it through gritted teeth as well. Because they, 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 yeah, Lineker, right? You could tell that yeah. on that program. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they don't like that he's treading on the toes of the, nah. the you know, the, the London centric and the North West centric and Manchester the Premier League. But they think he's that the, they think it's all about. You know, we're going to divert the centre of that. And we're also going to divert the centre of, of attention for a lot of other things around Wolverhampton. Yeah. Is what folks are doing. Because they're, they're going to change Agreed. things fucking big style. I mean, fucking Weatherspoon spending seven million quid on the fucking moon underwater. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Christ yeah. almighty. They know it's seven, all about to kick seven off. Seven million fucking quid. Yeah. Yeah. They know it's all about to kick off. You could buy West Brom for that, couldn't you? You could buy him for that. Who'd want to do it, though? Yeah, exactly. Talking about them much last week, I was to somebody down the fucking canal about West Brom. And he, he's, a, he's a West Brom fan. He's all right. He's got all his fingers. <laughs> Look, man, I ain't going to attack random people down there. He, he, he speaks normally. From in the fucking canal. Mate. He, he, Set the dogs on him. But he was saying, he said, because he ain't got no animosity towards him. He's that kind of a weird fucking West Brom fan. He you needs know. his hard drive. Mate, I'm just discussing you. I see down there. I see plenty of things down there. No, there was no, a flasher down there today. <laughs> this woman come running past me. That dirty bastard just put his dick out. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Hey? 
trying to stop the dogs from fucking running in loads of different directions. So we have flashes down there. We have Albion fans. Flashes, Albion fans. <laughs> there's, there's a correlation there. Isn't there? Is, yeah. Sex yeah. pests and West Brom. <laughs> And there's me down there as well, so <laughs> I don't know where that fucking put Strangle, strangle. Strangle, strangle. Um, fucking funny. I don't know what he was talking about. We talking about? We were just talking about our sort of, what what will become our global dominance, football-wise and, and everything else. Really. I, I think we have a lot to learn. And uh, <coughs> as much as I hate to say it, I've been talking to a lot of Man City fans uh, through the blog and... Uh, They've sent me a couple of emails as well about about how their progression to where they are now, what happened yeah. during it, and pitfalls that you can fall into, and they're being very very nice and and, and normal about it. And so, but but I think Man City are a fucking good team. I, I know they're, they're a manufactured team. They've been bought, but they've got a good coach. Yeah, they've, know, got, they've got somebody there. They're well established. They know what they're doing, uh, but still, there's this like this, there, there is like a media centric bias that is always on Man U and, and not on Man City so much. You know, that I've, is it me that's just picked it up? I don't know. Is it me just being suspicious? But I think we've got a lot to learn off these motherfuckers. Yeah, but I think we, we're Man United. They're the biggest club in the world, aren't they? Like in terms of like fucking revenues and whatever. Yeah. because they've been clever they was ahead of the curve before all other teams and they're playing catch up and you, you've got we've mentioned the London centric media and whatever so because they sell papers they sell whatever copy and articles and revenue streams and adverts and clicking you know clicking articles online and whatever so that's where the interest is in, in there because they've got fucking millions of fans worldwide yeah but we're going to have millions of fans worldwide it's Jeff Shee like, spoke about building the brand in China. And it, you can just see the vision that they've got and the way they've got it plotted out. We're one year ahead of where we should be because it was a three-year project to get into the um, Premier League. We're there a year ahead of schedule. Down to our fantastic coaches, fantastic backroom staff and the way they set the team up. Yeah, I'd agree with that. When we talked about fucking where we're going as a club, it's going to be, you know, and on art, with all honesty, it's going to be, we are going to quite understand. No, I don't think we will. I don't think we will. You know? No. Well, I think we'll understand it, but we'll still be thinking this is just a bit surreal. This is us. We've got to catch up intellectually with actually what's going and start to broaden our own. But you've got a PhD, Michael, so intellectually, you don't need to catch up with football. I. And very stoned at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not on about your um, your physical state. We're just on about <laughs> intellectual state. Yeah. What, what, have you seen my fucking tidying up today? It's, it's it, surreal. It was okay when I walked in, to be honest. I, I took the over around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I do. I'm, I'm not brilliant at uh, articulating my own ideas. As well as Nuno's. N- Nuno's just... Yeah, you can't. Watch. I still haven't met him yet. You lot met him the other day. I still haven't met him. I don't think I do want to meet him. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's not. You won't. You won't be disappointed. If you you've been mesmerised by him. It's well, I won't see because fucking. I just. I, I, I never look at. But when I met Ron Plank the other fucking last season, you know what I mean. Two blokes talking about the wolves. He was, he was only there for a matter of fucking two minutes, two three minutes. 
We just talked about the game and it was just two blokes. It wasn't until afterwards I thought, fucking hell, man, that's a... The Led Zeppelin dude. That's a Led Zeppelin dude. I had a conversation with him in the 90s with uh, Planter. Outside Mr. Ticker. Yeah. Where the Wonder was. And he might didn't have a Scooby who he was. Yeah. No. A lot of people don't. It's a crime, really. He's one of the greatest musicians in the world. Because I said to him, I said, I was having a chat to him about the match and what he said, what do you reckon, blah, blah, blah. And I said, do you get back up to watch him often? He said, well, when I can, he said, I always try and get up. He said, but I've been in Morocco, like, for uh, doing some album or something. And I said, oh, I said, you're going back out then? He said, I'll be on tour soon and whatever. And my mate said, uh, where you went? He went, who's that? I said, Robert Plant. He went, who's he? I said, Led Zeppelin. He went, fucking dead of a clue, like. Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to. We're going to digress here for a second, but according uh, to Kashmir. Uh, sh- Sorry. When I was a kid, <laughs> you point that at me. It's been back. Telescopic back scratcher. <gasps> fucking brilliant. Um, when I was a kid, I, the, the first records I had were blues records yeah. that my uncle gave me, and it was like Sonny Boy Williamson, and it was uh, Muddy Waters, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, Alan Wolf, uh, all all them like Black Delta Blues musicians, and that's all I fucking listened to yeah. for years and years and years. And then uh, I was around me, I, I was actually in secondary school, I was fucking 11, and uh, I remember going around my mate's house, and, and his older brother had a load of albums from like the 70s, and when he moved that, he just left them there. And my mate used to play them, and... Uh, he got this fucking this Led Zeppelin thing out. Led Zeppelin 2, I think he was. Paul's the best. Huh? Paul's the best. In my opinion. We digressed for a second, but we'll have that argument again in a minute. But uh, he put it on, man. And it, and it was like, I'd never heard nothing like it in my life. Because here was all these fucking blues records that I've been playing. Suddenly over-amplified and fucking sounding a lot better mm. when Led Zeppelin did it. And I was a fan from that fucking, that, that minute on. I was at Nebworth when they played. Yeah. Seen them play live. It was, it was, it was all a fucking big experience for me. But seeing him, I was talking to him as a normal bloke, because that's what he was, just a normal bloke. And I think Nuno would be very much be the same. He, he, he is very, he's a very, very humble fella. Well, I went to the same school as him. And, um... It's Nuno. No. <laughs> plant, in Portugal when you were a child plant, a young plant. Portuguese fisher <laughs> Portuguese and uh, <laughs> juice. Some, of, some of the textbooks were signed by him weren't they because you, yeah. you, you had to sign in the textbook every, every, every year so, so, some of them were signed eventually he caught up why this they were nicking all the textbooks out of school and flogging them because they got Robert Plant putting them on eBay <laughs> Fucking mad, eh? I reckon we should offer a, a, an open invitation to Planty to come on the podcast. Yeah, man, he should come on. Come on, Planty, come on the podcast and have a cup of tea. Probably would. He would. I reckon well, he should do then. If I'll ask, I'll ask Potsy fucking Friday. I'll say, we'll get get him on here, drive him down, fucking have a cup of tea, have, have a chin wag with us, and fucking about football. And that'd be brilliant. It'd be like a special guest. You know, but they will have Simon on the next the week after. <laughs> they, they will have Nuno one of the days. The media team had never let him <laughs> fucking go out. Could you imagine Simon, it? <laughs> never yeah, let him. Sure. All right, mate. All right, Dale. Hello, mate. What are you after? Uh, <laughs> 
Um, yeah, what was he saying? Wouldn't he have? Nah, they wouldn't fucking let him out of their nah, side, don't, man. Don't, don't Not a fucking chance. Yeah, I don't think he can express the star get that much access to him. I'll have to ask Tim Spears. You, you, you can gather that by the fact when Nuno's done like a two or three minute post match interview with Mikey Burrows. Brittany like spins about four articles out of it. He's done it this week. He's done, <laughs> he's done it at the same. Man, you've got to get Colin in. She's no, he has. And he's got a job yeah. to do. Obviously, he has. But I, I just think it's very um, restricted in terms of it being the local newspaper and um, getting getting access to him. But that's fine. I, I ain't got an issue with that, to be honest. The, I, I got what were we talking about? About the the access that the, the papers afternoon. Yeah, I mean. He, as much as he, he tried to deny it, Nuno is now a brand. Well, you've seen him you know, more this season than we did last season in terms of interviews, didn't you? Because it's yeah, it's been a bit more. Yeah, it's more You know, the the club. The, I think you you know the, the Premier League sets certain standards, don't they? Where managers have to do yeah, so pre-post yeah. and all that shit, don't they? Like you know, and if you don't do it, you get fined and all this bollocks. Yeah. You know, so he's obviously going to be on more than, than he was. It's all part of the contract with Sky. Yeah, uh, You know, he's obviously going to be on more now. But I, th- I think he still likes to keep that. Oh, he's very perfunctory and, and, and guarded in ter- terms of what he does. He tells fuck off. The, uh, but it's just you know what would be the, the most day. interesting thing? Fucking old stuck. No, sorry. I'm not too far away. <laughs> I'm going to go out here. You can, I'm going to smoke a, a cigarette. <laughs> and you can all fucking carry on talking for a minute. But, but this thing about fucking... Uh, I'd, I'd love to get him sat down with us here and then talk about things that weren't connected with football. Yeah. The, you know? the, I mean, because he wouldn't want to talk about fucking work, would he? That's why you don't talk to Planty about fucking Led Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Because it, it's fucking working. That's what's in about his music. It's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it does. I, I used to love talking to Planty about football and, you know, that was, that was not league football when he saw yeah. some played for us. Like, you know, he, he, he's, he's, he's very much like that. He, he, he mm. certainly don't want, you know, you start asking him about his albums. And do, you, you don't want to fucking know. Like, I don't he, know about He tell me a few interesting stories about Jimmy Page, though. <laughs> I know a few of them. <laughs> He's a good lad. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, um, back to football and related stuff. And we, and we talk much about the Palace match, really. No, not particularly. Um, what's to say about it? I think Hodgson tried to nullify us probably better than... Well, he did a better job than Mark used Mark in the week before, didn't he? Um, it was hard to see what sort of formation he was playing. I mean, it was like it was pressing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, very pressing, very like the pitch. I don't know, sort of, I think it was meant to be five four one, but it was sort of ended up more like a four. Sorry, it was it was meant to be a four five one, and, and it sort of ended up more like a four one four one. Yeah, uh, and, and and even the one up front, I don't think. I, 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 which I think was probably meant to be on you. Um, didn't really get forward that much, if you know what I mean. They, they, they were concentrating on shutting it, it was and Matinho down and, and keeping the wing back out. Yeah, they tried to play it narrow, didn't they? Uh, yeah, so, so it, and it, at times it ended up like a bit of a narrow diamond in midfield for him, but quite effective that 
number 18. What McCarthy, it, wasn't it? McCarthy, yeah. He, he looked as if he was like pulling the strings for a bit because they they allowed him a bit of room he was running behind, the, behind the midfield. And, and, and but I think that's what we said earlier with Cowdy um, in terms of his anticipation. So when did he get past Matinho and Nevers like, uh, as the midfield pivot? Cowdy was just like stepping in and mopping it up. He did that time and time again, didn't he? And then Patricio with that double save, the, the second one was world class. There aren't many better goalkeepers in the Premier League. I mean, De Gea on his day is possibly number one. Yeah. But I think Patricio is right on his shoulder. He is, he's he? right there. He's fucking top drawers. I know they're on about the, the green compensation with them, they, for um, with Lisbon. Yeah, there's been a bit of chat about yeah. this. You know, I think we've offered them the 13 million, which was the original yeah. asking price or something like. Which would be a fucking steal for it. It would be an absolute steal. Yeah. An absolute fucking steal. I agree with that completely. Me and Bert was on about this after match of the day Saturday. Uh, he's a big De Gea fan, our Bert is. And uh, I said, well, watch this dude. Watch him play. Even though you just like this, this weird edit that match of the day had. <laughs> that they really have any relationship to the game that I watched anyway. But, uh, even though I'm a fan. Uh, Patricio was... He could stand in the same fucking shoes as De Gea. Now, how much did Man U pay for him? Oh, he, he was a ridiculous amount, wasn't he? Was he something like 60 million quid? I think, I think now that that was Alisson yeah, and more, that... Um, I don't think it was that much. No, that was the Liverpool keeper <laughs> and the Chelsea keeper. Yeah. They brought the world record. That one's 57 and one was 60-something. Um, I think we might see Rui fucking doing it in the next couple of years, I do I don't think it will because he, he won't want to go anywhere. Well, it, it, he's playing for the idea and that's... It, it, we've mentioned this before. If you like, you, you can play for money. You can be a mercenary. I mean, they're, they're all playing for money but you can, you can have the Man U way of doing it which is, well, they're just playing for the money they don't really mm. give a fuck about Man U because there's no idea there. Or you can play for Wolves uh, and play for an idea so you've, you've filled up half your intellectual fucking needs that you require to play in a modern day football team. But, but in terms of Rui, he was at Sporting Lisbon since he was a kid, isn't he? So he's been yeah. a one-club man. And he's probably like quadrupled his wages coming to Wolves. Do you think that? Yeah, I would imagine Fair he play. has. I would imagine he has in the Premier League. Fair fucking play too. I reckon he's well more for 50 grand a week. 14, 15 pound an hour, that is. That's a good wage. Somebody told me the other day they were on 50 pound an hour. At, at this place, I thought, fucking 50 quid an hour, that's a ridiculous amount of money that is for, for a job. Yeah, 10 hours a week, you'd be all right, wouldn't you? Man, that's all I'd do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I'd do. That's your fucking gear again. I think, but getting back to the Palace game as well, was, was just, it was a joy to watch how organised we were. Because that, that, yeah. It's all right being expressive and breaking teams down and breaking and whatever. But like the dirty side of the game, we do it so, so well. And that's testament again to Nuno and, and, and the, the, the coaches in it. It's being physical without being violent. No, that's it. Because as we said, there's, there's nobody really going to ground and, and diving in. I love the way Johnny has a nibble at people. Though. He just yeah, puts he don't leave him alone, does no, he? No, he puts his hand on him. He lets him know he's there. Yeah. So he's really clever with that. Like, and he's... 
fucking defensively, he's, he's solid. He's rock solid. Uh, he is. I, I said before, he was like a bit. Uh, it reminded me of a bit, bit like a Corsican assassin, right? <laughs> you know, he's, he's one of these mafia dudes. Sort of put a fucking knife in your room before you knew what was happening. Now, I, I kind of alluded to his football in that respect. Yeah. But, but man, nearly Pat is right. In a lot of respects, he just touches them and lets them know that once they know he's there, then they're fucking. They get aggravated. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got a good yard of pace on him as well. Uh, and his physicality as well. He's only played like the whole, and you know, that and that. He's making him look a bit silly, yeah. really. Like you know, he, yeah. he, he, he was that good. He really was. He really was outstanding. Elder Costa was fantastic. Again, he's, he's in a rich vein of form. Even though he has scored, you know, but. But he's the assister of the assist, and he's like. He, but, the, but the thing is, it's like I know these. I know they like to get a goal, but wherever it comes from, you don't really give a fuck, do you? You know. If defenders have got their eye on him, and I think this is where this is where Hudson probably slipped up. Something. He spent that much time concentrating on trying to nullify us that, that they didn't have as much threat as they they should have done. Should have, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? He, was, he, he really worked on nullifying us, and, and they really wanted that. I, I know they got through us a couple of times, and, 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 and like you say, just had, to, <coughs> had to make it an outstanding double save to yeah. to keep him out. But apart from that, the one, the one I lot wasn't. I mean, early doors, um, Jota put put him in his in, and Hennessy, and we can talk about Hennessy in a bit. Uh, pulled off a really good save. He was a good save. He was. He was. Because he'd gone past him in a way. He got his own. He got his own behind. He got his nine foot long arm to it. (laughs) (laughs) You know the one that we never seen down at Gillingham on that (laughs) fucking match when he (laughs) when he didn't want to play. Fucking no love for Hennessy, man. They just hate. I was happy that the fans like did denigrate him, and that's when I'm one about denigrating players, opposition. That you know, you've got to fucking let them know that we ain't happy with them. He ain't our player anymore. Uh, for one, he left under a cloud. He, he, I've been told he was badly advised at the time, which is, but that's it, it, it's all in history now. It's no, it is. But if he'd, if he's stuck, if he's stuck, you know, stuck it out, he could have been there, couldn't he? He could have been a wolf. I, I, I don't think he would have. I think he'd have been fucked off. <laughs> Six months into fucking doing, I'm having a look at him because now perhaps, perhaps uh, he was in that dressing room when there was a lot of shit going on already. Yeah, um, we don't know the old story uh, about him. Like, it was clear. Who knows who was, but but like there was that public spat. I can't remember the game. It was that public spat on the pitch between him and Johnson, Johnson. wasn't there? And like a lot of people have said that Johnson wasn't the guilty party in that. Yeah. So you, you, you do wonder, don't you? Anyway, fucking place for them now. Well, I well, I heard what happened was Johnson was going to take his empties back to the off license to get some money off them. <laughs> yeah, and then he found them and went back and he took them and he got like about 68 quid back off them. That's a fucking disgrace. It is. Nicking the man's fucking empties. It is. We used to fucking... There's this shop at the top of our road, right, that, had, uh, that used to take... You know the old Corona bowls? And yeah, I do. Fondly, yeah. What we used to we used to stack them out the back, but we so you used to climb over, get them, get them, and the then front. take them in. But we'd spread it out like over a couple of days. We get like three, four quid a week. You know, fucking taking these bottles, man. They've never had. <laughs> and when you're a starving child like I was in the Marines in the nineteen seventies, when my dad was on strike, you know what I mean. You, you, have, have, to, you have to do what you have to do. But uh, we digress again from Crystal Palace. We always never as a material. In the initial stages of the game, I, I thought they were they were controlled. 
I, I was, I suspected that Nuno had sent them out there with like a job to do, and that was to sit rather like deep and protect our defence because they weren't forward at all. And I don't think that was so much the pressure of, of Crystal Palace, you know. Possibly right. <laughs> um, <coughs> they, had, they had a job point because <coughs> look, because like we, we've said, like the, the wing backs didn't get in first off. Wingbacks didn't really get involved, did they? Yeah. We, we, we didn't. We didn't pose a threat in that direction. So. They were jumping and, and a lot. Of, a lot of the ball was coming out to Jota, who was finding a couple of blokes around him, and he was, he was uh, trying to work some magic with, with yeah. in that sort of area, just around the centre circle area, sort of sort of thing. And it, it's difficult when you're there because <laughs> you've often got your back to goal, and you you've got to try and work it. You've got two blokes around you, and you you know. When when you when you two central midfielders are sitting quite deep, huh. it's it's hard then to find a pass yeah. and what to do. So the poor guy was coming under a bit of pressure, and that, I think that's where the stick was coming from from some of the players. But you don't realise how hard the, blo the blokes having to work and to then try and retain the ball. You know, you know, it's a vital part of it that the forward guys retain the pressure ball. Pressure from the front, and we're playing slightly different. At, Last year, with Bonatini used to link with him a lot, and I, I think Jimenez's instructions this season are get yourself as, as forward as you can. Uh, and so there's 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 a, there's a subtle change in the way we play in there, and and that that, that that's asking a bit more of Jota than it was before. Yeah. So you know, anybody who's giving the lad a bit of stick, just just ease up and realise what what he, what he's trying to trying to do and what he's trying to achieve. Give your fucking head a wobble. Uh, and so there's been a slight tactical change, which means that Jota's but, but isn't getting as many quality balls to him. But he's playing a vital part of that fucking front three, yeah. and that's dragging players towards him. You mentioned that like he had three players around him sometimes, yeah. Paris, and he did through a lot of the game. But even then, he was still skilling them up a lot at the time, just getting that ball out of that tangle and then moved along. He caused, he caused MacArthur to get booked rightly. Uh, and there could, there could have been another couple of players booked. You, you know, and he's and doing he, that game after game. And he doesn't do it, like we've said, by going on his no, arse. No, yeah. You know what I mean? No. They have to fucking kick him to get him down, right? Because yeah. he, he, he don't just go down. Not like that twat fucking greenish at Villa. So I heard... I, I didn't hear them, but apparently there were there was Villa fans on the track. They, they they're turning on Grealish now, which is which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking lovely. I heard that on the train, and, and I thought, well, revolutions always eat their own, mate. And fucking, you're being it. But I'm I'm glad it's all crumbling at Aston Villa. You know, I'm looking forward to the big Aldi that they're going to have there, the Ron Atkinson Aldi. Uh, statue of Gary Shaw outside with a fucking couple of Aldi carrier bags in his hands. And his 1992 wedge haircuts. Mate, fuck it. Aston Villa right up their arse. Sideways. <laughs> but, I mean, we've, we've, we've gone on for a long time, man, but fucking hell, we've got to, have to devote 20 minutes to them bastards, <laughs> at least. They threw a cabbage on the pitch at Stevie Bruce. Well, what I found fascinating with them, they've still got these, 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 these grand ideas, you know, and I, I think a lot of them wanted... Smith from Brentford, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, the, the ginger. What was he called? Mourinho. Ginger Mourinho. I think he was called. A, a few. What? A um, few wondered if Nuno was doing there. <laughs> they can fuck right off, mate. <laughs> but 
what they don't realise is they can't afford things with this world. Yeah. They might have rich owners, but they're not operating within their means. A forty-three million pound hole here. Forty-three million. Yeah, and what they've done, they've signed fucking um what's his name? Balassi from Everton on loan. Eighty grand a week, they're spunked on it for a season that's Everton said, Yeah, you can have him, but you're paying his wages, plus a big hefty loan fee. They got Tammy Abrahams from Chelsea, and they ain't got a fucking defence. But it's it's all it's all gonna come out to roost wonderfully in you know, the end of the the end of this season. In fact it'll There'll be some waves in February because I'll have to submit some interim figures in, in February for FFP purposes. So that, 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 that should create a few more waves, cause another cataclysm within the, within the confines of Aston and Witten. But it, it, it just field. doesn't dawn on them. They, they, they thought it was great when we got rich owners. And, and yeah, I know we got a bit carried away when we got rich owners because we thought everything was going to be, be fine and that. You've got to have rich owners, but you've got, to, you've got to have owners with the right ideas and know what they're doing and, and, and putting the money, in, money, in, it. Put in the right, money in the right places. Yeah. You, you Look at QPR, what they did. That Mitov, fucking Harry Redknapp. You put the wrong fucking donut in charge, it's all yeah. just tits up. You put Harry in charge, things are fucked. City are fucked. Yeah. Birmingham City, they're, they're having a load of dick. They, they signed that Chris Samba on a five-year contract and give him like 90 grand a week. Birmingham City? No, fucking... QPR. QPR. I don't know about them, man. I don't, I don't even know Roy Hodgson fucking managed them until I went down there Saturday. No, I don't care about them. That's Paldis. I often get them two mixed up. Do I, do I, what did I say, QPR? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. He's there. See, so it's the same sort of fucking shit place. It is, isn't it? Yeah. You are not alone. I, I, I often... Nondescript London, innit? Talk about London teams like that, get them mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> they're all fucking... Walking through Thornton Heath on Saturday was like walking down that Uxbridge Road. Thornton Heath. Thornton Heath. You know, like them mad Colombians that we bumped into. <laughs> <laughs> you bastardos! Big love to Downer. Yeah. Downer! Big love. I know you don't listen to this podcast, but. Uh, I think he's listened to it, innit? But yeah, I don't think it, we down the Welsh title. That's probably where he's <laughs> <laughs> Love you, really, Downer. Fucking Welsh Wolves. Big up, brab, brab. Uh, Dude, what did you think of Zaha on Saturday? He was, he was well, I don't know he was playing until fucking uh, Steffi said, but man, Zaha, shit. Now, he got on the ball a few times, but we just didn't allow him to do anything with it, did we? He's, really? He's, I mean, he has, he, has, he has got quality. He has got quality. Yeah, yeah, but he's a morning bastard, isn't he? Oh, he is, yeah. yeah. Like, you he wouldn't have him in our team. He wouldn't fit in our team, Mike. Nah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have him yeah. He got demoralised pretty quick, I thought, because they come out with the... Uh, but they got to a stage about 10 minutes before the first half finished when they started to look demoralised to me, when they weren't quite believing in what they'd been fucking told. Yeah, but I think Perley not, uh, hit the nail on the head when he said that um, Hodgson's game plan was to set up to nullify us. Yeah, so, so they don't have nothing themselves. Yeah, so when, when that weren't happening and that they couldn't express themselves going forward because they had to stay within the roles... Whereas we just kept continuing to be organised, resolute, playing what we do every week, knowing that at some point in the game we'd get an opportunity, we'd get a chance. That's why the crowd's heads never dropped, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, I, I will say, you mentioned it earlier, the fans down at, at, at Crystal Palace, I know we had the roof over us, it was fantastic, the atmosphere was fantastic. I thought it was the best 
we've had this season. And our Man United was good, I'd agree but we, we did it for a more sustained period down at yeah, Palace. Yeah, yeah. And we were really fucking yeah, loud yeah, down there. Yeah. Yeah. But what I want to say about Palace as well is, um, if you look at the goal in its entirety, the tackle from Bolly, like to initially win the ball and then the way we move it, it's just superb football from front to back. Yeah. And then the give and go with Doherty and Jimmy. Who I think he's doing a fantastic job leading the line. Same. I, I wouldn't drop him. Because he's been, if you look at his career, he's been like more of a super sub wherever he's been. And this is the first time he's played yeah. like eight games on the bench. I don't think yeah. he's had to do that before. So that's new for him as well. So I think Jimenez, as the season progresses, he's just going to get better and better and better. I would us. agree with that completely. Because he's a tough motherfucker. He's super tough. Yeah. He takes some knocks. He does. He's always in the mix in the box. He's he? always, he, always there's no whinging there. about him whatsoever. It's like, yeah, come on then. Nah, I like him. I like him a lot. But I liked him when I watched him at, uh, at that that pre-season friendly at Bescott. He's got everything you want off centre-foot. <clears> and, and, and a bit more, really. Because yeah. he's, he's, he's got the, he's he's got got the link-up the, play to go with it. He's got the devilment as well <laughs> about him, which I think you need. But I don't think fucking Raul played at Bescott. Very much Diax. Jimenez. Did he? Where did I see him? Where did he play? Villarreal friendly. No, it was Villarreal, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm fucking getting confused. Now you're thinking of Rafa Mia. Rafa Mia, that's it. He, what happened to him? He's gone, he got rid of him, isn't he? Uh, Espanol or somewhere. He's, he's, eight on, he's, eight, he's only out on land, though, isn't he? No, he's we sold him. We sold him. Yeah, we sold him for like a couple of million. I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, oh. The Twitterverse will tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Rafa, we've forgotten about him. We don't even know what happened to the bird bastard. <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm I, sure. thought, I thought he was online, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'll stand corrected. Because well, right. we've, we've had that many of these players that, that have well, like, we've got been on the fringe. And, we've what, got lots yeah. of our uh, youngsters out at a Spanish club, haven't we? Um, that's wrong. It's interesting. Oh, no, the sign is online. That's promise. I thought the, 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 the I thought, oh well I'm glad thanks I like him yeah but I thought the degree the play is wrong so I'm not sure um, oh, we're, we're checking the Duke <coughs> Valencia did or the Wikiverse Segunda side he's online for the season yeah, he's that's online, yeah. so that's fine he'll come back um, a lot stronger how's he doing over there I wonder um, see I used to follow this account called Lone watching it and tell you all about all the yeah. players that on Lone I was um Seven games and three goals, so yeah. Fair play, he's been lucky to win then. Yeah, yeah, just one and two. Well, fair play then, I'll be, I'm looking forward to him coming back next season. Well, we've done fucking uh, two hours of this madness. Have we? <laughs> really? Yeah, we have. Christ almighty. <laughs> it's going over two hours now, isn't it? <laughs> it's better than last week's. We didn't do one last week. Did hey, we? No. no week the week before. The week before. But it was much better than fucking the week before. So. I don't know when we do it, man. I don't know. No, I know. I don't remember the matches. I have these brief moments of lucidity, you know what I mean, in my life. And they're, they're few. I have well, try, trying to get you to fucking answer a WhatsApp can be a task at times. I don't look at the fucking phone. No, you don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I saw I saw Oris's messages to you Saturday morning. Waiting, shouting, <laughs> going me on. Yeah. I was probably looking in the mirror and fucking scowling at myself like I did before I go out. See how fucking tough I look. <laughs> that, them vile fans on the drive back there, the sad little faces. They, they were too, they were too loud, man. I, but 
they suspected that we were Wolves fans, you know. And we didn't give them a break. They fucking knew about it after a minute. Well, we, we when when Kainer had his nervous breakdown. <laughs> young Kainer. <laughs> young Kainer. Sit back there in that chair, yeah. We give them a break. Hey, McDonald's. Those were the days. Young Kainer. I hope, I hope I see him at a few more away matches. You will do. Yeah, I hope crack, so. He's a cracking lad in the camera. I like Kainer, man. He's funny. Big love to Kainer. So, yeah. uh, sh- should we fucking wrap it up then? We're better than that, because you ain't know, got much more spice on you. Because you say, like, um, all the best to Alison in the half marathon, and uh, is he doing it Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, what charity is she doing it for? She's doing it for a friend who suffered from a severe stroke. She's raising stuff to get, um, like, mobility stuff to help her. There's, is that, there's a link on it. I've sponsored her anyway, and I know a few of them. Well, so anybody out there on Twitter, if you've got a few quid... Uh, or anywhere, anywhere. Or anywhere else, just um, bung a few quid to Alison... Jones on uh, we tweeted it anyway yeah for, for a marathon thing and, and I'll retweet it as well in the uh, in the next coming days I actually does well she did, I mean running around is a fucking mental thing I don't know why people do it why do they want to run places <laughs> physiologically it's that, that's what we did it's got to be bad for, bad for the knees you never yeah, see a fucking happy jogger when they're jogging down the road and I'm driving down the road I saw an car. happy runner once Man, I've never seen anybody smiling doing that. <laughs> Where did you see your happy running? In Dudley Street in Wolverhampton. He was running down with a tray of um, gold um, necklaces and stuff after the window <laughs> that put through on the jewellers. He was well off it. I'll, I'll tell you a story about he was... it. <laughs> <laughs> when we stop this podcast, I'll tell you a, was... a story about that shit. <laughs> oh, well, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> next week, what, what episode's next week? We ain't got a match now, have we? We've got, we got two weeks. We might do a podcast and get Simon down here to say something. It'll be after the Watford game, I would imagine we'd do one. Oh, oh no, yeah. oh, Watford. We're going to have things to say about Watford, aren't Yeah, yeah, we might have to be a bit careful about that. Yeah, well, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about that another day. So We've, di- we've digressed off air about it, haven't we? But we know what the score is. Yeah. yeah. But, well, well thank you to Nearly Pat and thank you to City NFL. Fucking, mate, you're brilliant on this thing you are. Thank oh. you to Saddam of Wensfield. And Saddam of <laughs> Wensfield. Your host, Saddam from Wensfield. <laughs> right, fuck off. <laughs>